setbacks, needing seven yards. Breeze, down, and it's Super Bowl. Pick up. Look out. Gets past Manning. And it's Tracy Porter taking it all the way. Touchdown, New Orleans. What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside another episode of Big Easy in the Big Apple. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu, and that's the podcast name for now. A change will be coming. I'll give a hint on Twitter very soon, and if you're listening to this um, on March 2nd, you're probably going to get the hint sooner than later. Um, But let's jump into a topic that I'm super passionate about that I've received actually a decent amount of heat over, but I think it's something that we need to discuss. It's Jordan Love, and can Jordan Love, the kid from Utah State, be the successor to Drew Brees? And you're probably thinking, Chris, you're an idiot, or Chris... Do we need a Utah State guy? Or my favorite one, which I've got in Chris, he didn't play in the SEC. I don't give a shit that he didn't play in the SEC. I frankly don't. And I'm going to list four things that I've heard about Jordan Love and why people don't like him. And I'm going to tell you the four reasons why I think we have to let that go. And then we'll broaden out the spectrum and talk about who else might be a fit for the Saints in the first round. But let me tell you why I like Jordan Love and what I've been hearing. First off, I love Jordan Love's potential. I think he's got that Patrick Mahomes type player comp. Maybe not as good because Mahomes is on pace to be one of the greatest ever. And what I really like is what Love excels at. Throwing the ball on the run, making plays out of nothing. That's what the NFL's become. Look at Mahomes, look at Wilson, look at Wentz, look at Watson. All them ending with W's in their last name. Whatever the hell that has to do with. They all make something out of nothing. Drew's great. No one's denying that. Peyton Manning's been great. Tom Brady's been great. They had their time to dominate the pocket passer era. And I know a lot of people think, you're never going to get rid of the pocket passer era. Pocket passing will, will last forever. Everything else is just a trend that will die. Let's be realistic with, them, with each other. Quarterbacks are now starting to be the best athletes on the field. Um, when you're an athlete in high school, you play quarterback. And you see if you can make that transition and continue to develop through the college game and then hopefully to the pros. And we're seeing that now. We're seeing a Taysom Hill who can run, who can catch, who can throw. We're seeing a Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma who can run, can throw. We're just seeing it everywhere. Cole McDonald, another one from Hawaii. We're just seeing it. And here are the four things I've heard about Jordan Love and why people do not want him. The first, and I think this one's the funniest one, is that people are, and I'm not kidding you, People are legitimately worried that he didn't play in the SEC. The second complaint is that Jordan Love, you can't just grade him off what he did at the Combine. It's the underwear Olympics, as people like to call him. The third one is, oh, well, why did Jordan Love look so great uh, in his sophomore year and didn't look good in his junior year? And the fourth one, and that's probably the one that scares Saints fans the most, well, I don't want to trade assets for him. We're trying to win now with Drew Brees. Why should we trade assets? And that's what everyone wants to say. That's what everyone's going to complain about. So let's go through those four. First, the idea that he didn't play in the SEC bothers you? Let me list you a couple of starting quarterbacks in this league who did not play in the SEC, and they've turned out pretty well. Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Jimmy Garoppolo, Eastern Illinois. Matt Ryan, Boston College. Um, 
your guy Drew Brees from Purdue, he's turned out pretty well. That's a damn good career for Drew Brees, huh? Didn't play in the SEC, but that that's a pretty good career. Lamar Jackson, Louisville. Derek Carr, Fresno State. Andy Dalton, TCU. I can go through the list. I can go through it on and on. And there's so many quarterbacks that didn't play in the SEC. Moving on to the second one. Well, you can't judge them off the combine. You can't do this. You can't. Yes, I can. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching these guys throw out routes and deep balls and Jordan Love just does it effortlessly while other guys are clearly exerting all their time and their energy and their mind and their body into that throw, I think that's advantage Jordan Love. If I think Jordan Love throws it from an arm angle that I think will be beneficial to him compared to other quarterbacks who might not be able to do that, checkmark Jordan Love. And we get to the third reason. I think the third reason definitely scares some people. But Chris, why did Jordan Love's passing yards and passing touchdowns go down, but his interceptions go up from uh, sophomore to junior year? Well, I'm here to tell you. He loses his coach. His head coach, Wells, uh, goes to Texas Tech. He loses four starting offensive linemen. You would think that's a big deal. He loses a couple starting receivers. And then the main thing that people don't realize about a school like Utah State, where you're not surrounded by All-American talent every year, it's make the first read. If the first read's not here, okay, kid, make a play for us. So the the Aggies, Utah State Aggies, would tell him, hey, Jordan Love, make a play for us, kid, and if you don't have it, figure it out. So sometimes as a college quarterback, you get into a bad habit where you're saying, I got to make this throw. I got to do something. And it happens. You press. That's the reason for the interceptions. And the fourth complaint is, well, what will the Saints have to give up for Jordan Love? We can't give up too many assets. It's the Drew Brees last hurrah, yada, yada. I'm just going to ask you this, and that's it, because there's really no answer to that question. Is there a price that you wouldn't pay for a franchise quarterback? Most of you will say no. I would say no. And to double down on it, would you pay the price of two first-round picks, a mid-round pick, for a guy who can potentially lead your franchise for 10 years? Jordan Love has everything you want in a quarterback. And imagine him sitting behind Breeze for a year. I think that's just the perfect scenario. So you can make fun of it. You can disagree with it. But at the end of the day, that's who I like coming out of this draft. And I like a ton of prospects, and I can list them off all day if I wanted to. And if the Saints take them, I'll be happy with it. And if the Saints take someone I didn't have my eye on, I'll also be happy on it. And I'll go to work and watch the film and see what they saw. But I really do like the idea of Jordan Love to the Saints. I really do. And I think for everyone who disagrees, that's okay. That's fine. But we need to stop this idea that the Saints need to draft Justin Jefferson with the 24th pick. For two reasons. One, I don't know if we'll be there at 24. And two, this Saints season is not going to be make or break on whether or not they take Justin Jefferson. I know that's hard to grasp because we're all over this LSU. um, We're still partying and we're still celebrating LSU's championship. And Justin Jefferson is a fantastic college player. And he's probably going to be a good pro in the NFL. But can we stop act? Can we stop acting like he's just can't miss? If you don't take him here, you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life. Top type prospect, they don't make those, especially a wide receiver. They do not make those at pick 24. They just don't. You want to tell me Jerry Judy? Fine, that's it. Ceedee Lamb's very good. Lavisca Chenault, very good. Justin Jefferson, very good. 
But the amount of people that threw a fit that I said, Justin Jefferson, the Saints don't have to feel like they're getting their arm pulled and they have to take him. Why? Because he's from LSU? If you're going to tell me his numbers were good in college and that's why, okay, cool. But we could do that for so many wide receivers in this draft. And the best part is, everyone likes to think that for some reason, this Saints front office just doesn't like to draft the best player available. This is what they've been doing, and they're going to continue to do it. You guys wanted Treadwell. They didn't take him. They waited for Michael Thomas in the second round, and instead they took Sheldon Rankins in the first round. How'd that work out for the Saints? That worked out pretty well, you'd say, right? Well, how about the 2018 draft? I'm sorry, the 2017 draft. You guys all wanted Reuben Foster. They took Ryan Ramchek. People complained. How'd that work out? I'd say it worked out pretty well because one's not playing. The other one is one of the best, if not the best, right tackle in football. It's funny how that works. And this isn't supposed to be an attack on you guys because I make mistakes all the time too. And I'll say I want a certain player at the end of the day. I'm wrong on it. It happens. We're all wrong. But we have to come to grips with the fact that the front office knows what they're doing far more than the fan base. And Justin Jefferson's good. But I don't think the Saints will take him. I don't. If you're asking me today, will the Saints select him? I'm going to tell you no. And it's not because the Saints have anything against LSU, which I'll talk about in a little bit. It's not that the Saints have anything against getting good wide receiver. The Saints are going to play this smart. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this class and not a lot of good players at a certain position, whether that be linebacker or offensive line, whatever you want to pick, maybe even quarterback. The Saints are going to make that play at 24. And they're going to wait to strike and get their wide receiver. Because you keep telling me you want this Drew Brees last hurrah saying that this offense is going to hinge, all of it's going to be dependent on how a rookie wide receiver performs opposite of Michael Thomas, the two of them just don't go together. They just don't. Because if we're all in on the Drew Brees last hurrah, you need a veteran who's going to pick up the playbook immediately. And you're all going to tell me, well, Justin Jefferson came from Joe Brady's offense. He knows the passing game. I get that, guys. I get that. Trust me. I like Justin Jefferson. The fact that he ran a 4-4-4, Amazing. And when he, if you look at the production, you look at the tape, he's a good player. And there's nothing against Justin. I think Justin's so good, he's not even going to make it to 24. I think his stock is through the roof at this point. I think he'll be on a Philly or a Green Bay to trade up. He's got options, maybe even Buffalo. But if he is available at 24, they don't have to take him. They don't. They just don't. I know we we want to think that Justin Jefferson and Michael Thomas together is amazing. They don't need that. And I'm going to say it. Well, say what I said last week on the podcast. I said, the Saints got Batman. They need to find the Robin to Batman. They don't need two Batmans. They don't need a Batman and a clone who they're going to have to pay five year, hundred million in a couple years from now. They need someone who is going to be the sidekick and they're going to find that. And it's not going to be a pick 24 and you guys have to come to grips with it now. That's just my opinion. Anyway, when we get back here on Big Easy and the Big Apple, I'm going to once again give you guys a little hint of what's to come on the podcast. Um, And I'm also going to talk about two things. One, Cam Jordan's injury that just came out this weekend. And I'm going to talk about that Saints-LSU myth that's going on. You guys ever hear that? Saints don't like LSU players? I'm going to talk about that um, right after this break here on Big Easy in the Big Apple.
And we're back inside Big Easy and the Big Apple. Once again, it's your host, Chris Ozvogu. And before I get into this Cam Jordan injury uh, that came out and talk about the Saints not drafting LSU player myth and all that stuff, um, I just want to touch on a subject that it's not just me. It's actually multiple people I've talked about this. And I, I just feel like I'm going to be the person who's going to you know bring this conversation up because uh, I've seen a lot of people complain about it on Twitter. And I think they're all right when they do. Um, we got a real issue on Twitter here. With the fan base, with what's going on. I don't think there's a fan base better than the Saints. I think the Houdat Nation does an incredible job of, one, having debate. Constantly talking football all year long. I, I can't stress enough how great they are at all that. There's one issue, though. For some reason, when people say stuff, and it's okay to have a debate, someone feels the need to tag a player. And this isn't necessarily just about me. Or if you don't, but if you're going to whatever, I can't control it. Um, but there's a lot of people at a player. Or maybe they said something that was a little edgy and they didn't want to at the player, but someone did. You don't want to alienate a single player from the fan base. And what if they snap and they say something that start getting hate from Saints fans? That's just not right. I don't think it is. Um, I just wanted to touch on it. And I'm not saying I just wanted, I just want people to stop doing it. For example, and this, and I'll conclude the story real quick. You pay the damn man. We've been watching the Sterling Moores and the BW Webbs and the Corey Whites of the world play. People are saying, Oh, he can't do this. He can't do that. He's hurt. He can't do this. Stop adding the things that get to us. It's human nature. I don't care if you have the thinnest of skin or the thickest of skin base. Everyone's just got to come together. Talk your talk. If you got something good to say and you want to add them, hop in you. It's a free country that like that they like to say, and no one's going to stop you from tweeting something. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can tweet players every single time. It's getting a little old. I, I think we need to stop that. But anyway, I don't want to ramble too on about too much about that. Uh, let's talk about Cam Jordan. Let's talk about what Cam Jordan um, apparently went through. And I shouldn't even say apparently because he confirmed it himself on NFL Network. So, he played the final five games of this past season and the Pro Bowl with an uh, abductor muscle tore off the bone. Off the bone, excuse me. So, he had core muscle surgery two days after the Super Bowl corrected. He should be fully recovered by training camp. All that good stuff. I just want to put into perspective how tough game is. You guys know how tough that is. I, I mean, you're playing five games with it literally torn off the bone, able to explode off the edge and get after the quarterback. He had a sack against Tennessee, a sack against Carolina. Once you hear a bad thing about Cam Jordan, the guy's all class. He's funny. He's But more importantly, the guy wants to win and he loves the fan base and he lets them know every chance. Um... That much of a, a freaking winner. Uh, it's It really is not easy to come back and fight through the injury and do that. The easy route. Uh, but I know all the Saints fans love him. Just wanted to bring that up real quick. Now, before I get into this, has to stop. I want to just quickly talk about uh, what's to come on the podcast. I've let you guys. Um, and it's pretty expensive, but I think it's going to be worth it for, for this show. Which means, week, it's not going to be repetitive. It's going to be new people each time. And of course, obviously, if you don't have new people each time, and have everyone on and get the chance to let their voice be heard for the Hoodat Nation. So that's the second one. Our content, whether that's videos, whether that's a live stream. Whatever you guys want. I want this podcast right now. And you're thinking, man, I'd love if Chris did a live stream during Saints game. Or I'd lose like a five-minute, three-minute video of a signing or a trade or a draft pick content or get more interviews whatever it is i want you guys to feel like you can just i love people who can just be one respectful and two or say hey chris i love the show or i don't like the show or here's where you can get better at the show i think we're all a family in the hoodat nation feel free to let me know what you want and i will oblige and fourth and this one's on the back burner compared to others just because it's out of my 
um, profession out of my field, but I am going to make sure I figure out how to do it because that's what I want to do. I'm going to try and get us some stickers, some cases, um, some shirts, some sweatshirts with different logos. I'll have ideas and I'll think about it and I'll make sure when it's ready to go, it will be definitely ready before the regular season begins. That's for damn sure. Um, but I'll put out some stuff for you guys there, but that's it right now. So like I said, we got new equipment coming in next week, phone interviews with you guys for call-ins. I want to change the name just so it's a little bit catchier for you guys, a little bit condensed. So it's not that difficult. Let me know or whatever. Just let me know. And fifth, the, uh, the merchandise idea, which before we end up the show, let me talk about that Saints LSU myth that I still can't stand. So here's the idea that the Saints hate LSU players. The Saints refuse to draft LSU players out of spite. The Saints would rather draft a lesser player than draft an LSU guy. The Saints are going to pass on Justin Jefferson just because he went to LSU. Come on. Can we stop? Like, at what point do we just stop and say, Saints are pretty good at drafting. They've really nailed this over the last couple years. The Saints have been the best team at drafting over the last couple years. Sean Payton knows what he's doing. Maybe the Saints just haven't had a chance to draft that LSU star. Why just why can't it be that simple? There are 16, in my opinion, 16 draft eligible guys or draft worthy guys from LSU. And I don't know if the Saints are going to take one. And if I think the Saints take one, I think it's going to be one of the offensive linemen. Maybe a Damian Lewis. And if they do, will that be enough for you guys to just stop this silly debate? And I get it. I wanted the Saints to draft Deion Jones back then. I would be cool with Justin Jefferson on the Saints. It would be awesome. I would love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That'd be awesome. But let's not ever think that a franchise would snub the hometown team, the hometown freaking team, just because they don't like LSU players. I mean, do you guys hear yourself sometimes? I get it. It's frustrating. And I maybe I can't relate because I'm not in Louisiana right now. I'm just not. I'm in New York. But I can tell you this. I've been very pleased with who the Saints have been drafting. And if the Saints take LSU players, I'll be very pleased. And if the Saints don't, I will be fine. It's not a big deal. The Saints can't take Joe Burrow this year. Is that because they hate LSU players? No, they're just not in the spot. And look. If the, if, if the Saints go for a linebacker in the first round and they don't take Patrick Queen, but they take Kenneth Murray, is that because they hate LSU players? No. They clearly just have a better draft evaluation of Kenneth Murray. So I just think that this silly idea needs to just stop. And not because I don't like it or because I just, you know, I think that there's just it's just a silly idea. There's just no truth to it. And I think if you guys truly believe that, if anyone truly believes that, it means that you think this team is, in a sense, going out of their way to spite a team, but in the process, hurting their own. And no NFL team would do that. Correction, maybe the Browns, because the Browns stink. Correction again, maybe the Giants and the Jets. I'm, I'm in the state with the worst football teams, so maybe I should take that back. But seriously, who would do that? It makes no sense. Um, and I'm, I'm not here... To tell you guys that the Saints always look at LSU guys and they have great, great... No, because the Saints don't have a track record of drafting LSU guys. I get that. 
Saints don't have a track record of drafting from a lot of schools, though. It's just... The Saints, so, for example, the Saints got Taysom Hill now. Do the Saints have a track record of just drafting BYU kids? No. And I get it, BYU's not LSU. I get that. But it's the point. It's the principle, okay? When the freaking hell did the Saints draft Oregon, guys? When? I know Max Unger's from Oregon, but the Saints traded for him. Like, when do the Saints say, let's draft an Oregon guy? The two Oregon guys, Kiko Alonso and, and Max Unger from a couple years ago, both in trades. They're drafting Caden Ellis from Idaho and Alex Anzalone from Florida and Trey Hendrickson from, I believe, uh, I want to say Florida Atlantic. I think it's Florida Atlantic for Trey Hendrickson. Um, and they're drafting Kamara from Tennessee and a bunch of Ohio State kids and Marcus Davenport. I, I mean, the Saints don't have a vendetta against LSU. It's just the way the draft shakes out. It really is. Like I said, Saints might take a Jordan Love from Utah State. Is it because they think he's better than Joe Burrow? Uh, look, probably not. But it's the way the draft goes. It's the way it goes. Cleveland does not take that many Ohio, Ohio State guys. But when they finally do, like they did with Denzel Ward, the fans go nuts. But guess what? If they could redo that, they probably wouldn't have taken Denzel Ward in that spot. It just happens. It's normal. And I do think people just have to push that to the side. There is no personal beef between the Saints and LSU. Now, before I wrap up the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to you guys. It's the off season. You guys can easily be doing other things, relaxing, getting away from football. But you guys are still listening to the podcast. You're still engaging at an incredible amount on Twitter. Um, and I just enjoy it. I enjoy every single second I get to come on the mic and speak. I get to go on Twitter and interact with you guys. I get to go on Instagram. Instagram. I don't know why I said it like that. Instagram. Uh, don't know what the heck was wrong with me there. But I get to go on Instagram, excuse me, uh, and interact with you guys there. I just appreciate it. You guys are a very loyal group of people. Um, and I love it. I love every second. With that being said, while I make these changes, I want you guys, like I said a couple of minutes ago, to feel free to just hit me up. I will never, I'm telling you, I will never get a DM from someone where I'm like, dude, why the hell you message me? I'm never going to do that. If you message me and I, and I, you know, am encouraging it right now, I'm going to respond to you and I'm going to listen to what you have to say. And I'm going to try very hard to work out whatever's best for both of us. So without further ado, one, this is going to be the end of this episode. And two, please, if you're listening, if you still made it to this point, Feel free to let me know what you want this podcast to do more of. What you want me personally as someone who is reporting and following and, and talking all things Saints to do. You let me know. And I will be there to help you guys along um, and provide you as much content as possible because you guys deserve it. I truly feel that way. But anyway, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your freaking week. Um, but until then, it's me, your boy, Chris Osvogu, signing off. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. And when that comes, it'll be with some new equipment. Look at that. Anyway, guys, thanks again. Have a good one.